Welcome to You Learn Something New Every Day. I am Joan Boyko, Coordinator of Communications and Community Outreach for the Palm Springs Unified School District. We are here each Sunday at 6.30 a.m. on 99.1 FM KGX and 9 a.m. on 92.3 FM KWXY. We also invite you to download and subscribe to our podcast. It is really easy. All you have to do is go to iTunes, look for You Learn Something New, press subscribe, and you will get a new show each week. This show is produced by my dynamic duo of student interns here in the Digital Arts Technology Academy, also known as DATA, at Cathedral City High School under the direction of Mr. Bryce Johnson. And despite the fact that we're in the middle of summer and they are getting ready to head to college, thank you, Jasmine Rivera and Myra Canseco for the stellar work you have been doing for the past year uh, and for getting us through the summer. I'm very proud we haven't missed a single show despite the pandemic and the fact that we haven't done any shows in person in a year and a half. I'm so happy and grateful to both of you. So thank you, thank you for all of your hard work. And today I am very pleased to welcome our new Assistant Superintendent of Educational Services, Dr. Simone Kovach. Welcome. Thank you, Joan. So happy to be here with you today. Uh, happy to have you. And you have been on the show a couple of times prior, but you were wearing a different hat at that time. So for those of you who don't, uh, for those of our listeners who don't know you, how long have you been with Palm Springs Unified and in what capacity? Yeah, so I've been with the district for 12 years. I began as the principal of Della Lindley in March of 2009, then transitioned to be the elementary director of curriculum and instruction um, in 2017. And as of May 1st, I became the assistant superintendent of educational services. And we're so happy about that. And before we get into your new post, uh, you brought up you were the principal of Dell Lindley. And um, what may be interesting to our listeners is that, of course, we all know that we're getting through the end of uh, the most challenging time in probably all of our lives. And hopefully, won't have to go through something like this again. And that of course is COVID-19 and everything that's gone along with it. But when you, shortly after you joined us in, um, I don't remember, you, you'll know what year. March 2009. In 2009, you were a new principal here. You weren't a new principal, you had done it before, but you were new to our district. And you were, uh, you know, partially way uh, through your first year, just a couple months in, and all of a sudden we had a little, uh, it wasn't called a pandemic, but it was, uh, I don't know, an epidemic maybe of, um, was it bird flu or swine flu? I it think. was swine flu. It was so swine flu. Yes. Yeah, with swine flu, and it was spreading quite rapidly around the, around the state, around the country. And lucky us, we had a suspected case at your school. Yes, yes. And, and so, um, you know, the, the positive thing that came out of that was it gave our emergency operations team uh, a real life situation to wrap our heads and our hands around, uh, whether we liked it or not. 
and uh, put you in the spotlight in terms of pressure from, okay, what are we going to do now that we have to shut the school down and also be all over the media, which I remember you being not very happy and also <laughs> and petrified about. And boy, have you come a long way. Um, and there was Thanks nothing. Your support, Joan. Thanks for your uh, support. Well, there was absolutely nothing to worry about because you were a pro then and you're an even bigger pro now. But it was interesting that that was, uh, of course, small potatoes compared to what we've been through for the past year and a half. Uh, but it it gave us a lot of food for thought and um, and things to consider. And it's, you know, as time has passed, we certainly had a different... Um, light a different perspective because of technology because i remember at that time it turned out we only had to close the school for a couple of days so it was it wasn't that bad but at the time we were talking about what are we going to do if we can't have the kids in the building how are we going to get work to them and how are we going to figure this out and how are we going to make a zillion copies of everything and you know all of that stuff and it there wasn't any talk about having virtual platforms in which to conduct classes. No, not at all. And, and even not just our um, need to have a plan to support students, also with staff and teachers still on campus, I had to really figure out what we were gonna do in regards to collaboration and professional development in case we were going to be closed for an extended amount of time. So we had to do that right on the spot and we were only closed a couple of days, but that was okay. It was um, great experience and preparation um, at that time for a new principal at the elementary school. Well, and and certainly uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna do a huge comparison because it was not anything like what we've had to deal yeah. with, with COVID-19, but for you in a different position, and you were the director of elementary curriculum and instruction during um, most of this pandemic and a key member of the ed services team, at least uh, being through something that, you know, could have been just as impactful for a single site, um, probably gave you a little bit more insight than most people. Yes, I would say. So um, reflect back on, um, because you don't have to reflect back too far because we're, we're actually still coming out of it. Here we are July 4th and thankfully things are looking really good. We do, um, all of our listeners know we record in advance. So everything that we say in terms of starting the school year is uh, where we think we will be. We can't know that for sure until we actually get there. But as of right now, as we record, things are looking really good that we'll be able to have everybody back full time, likely with masks and social distancing, but it will be closer to quote normal than we have been since March of 2020. But give us a little snapshot of what it was like to be the director of elementary curriculum and instruction and all of a sudden we had to shut down and you had to gather people together 
to figure out how we were going to serve our students in distance learning? Well, the first thing immediately was trying to determine or figure out how long we would, um, there would be a school closure. Right. And we began by the first step was let's do our best to get um, materials to students so that we continue instruction in some form or fashion. And of course, our ETIS um, team is was amazing getting out to the school sites and actually for me being out at the elementary sites, ensuring that all of our families had devices. And then our next step was when we knew that we were going to be transitioning back after our initial thoughts of spring break, right? That we would need to have a plan to prepare teachers to begin utilizing Zoom or Google Classroom to deliver instruction and what that was going to look like. And I spent my time over spring break with an amazing group of teachers developing content. We wanted to ensure certain content was going to be de delivered to our students. So I worked with them through spring break to develop content for the last few weeks of the school year. At the same time, we are developing plans and add services based on whether or not we would be able to come back in the fall. So it was a co constant pivoting and you really had to be calm and really get used to the fact that things were gonna change on a moment's notice but at the same time, supporting principals at the school sites and the teachers. It, um, we think about social emotional learning for you know, our students, really needing that for our staff as well, because we had to do a lot of pivoting during that time. And I truly feel that our district's um, priorities of safety, the board, um, our superintendent and cabinet, we're in a better place today because we really took our time. We had quite a few plans that we never used, Joan, but I am so pleased that um, we took the steps that we did in our district to ensure that everyone would be safe and that we could eventually get students back on campus. You know, you, you mentioned the word calm, and I wrote that down because, you know, getting up in age, um, and, and I think we're, I don't know how old you are, but I know we're close, we're close in age that, you know, if you don't write it down, you lose it and you, you like, what did I want to say five minutes ago? So I did write down that word because it strikes me as um, that is a very descriptive of our entire team. Like I, and I've said this in a few meetings that of course have been on Zoom because we haven't been able to, as we record this, meet in person in large settings so far, um, that our entire leadership team, and you know, I'll, I'll include the teachers that I've come in contact with, though they're, you know, that I haven't been in contact with most of them personally. I said, but um, calm and, can do attitudes have prevailed throughout this entire thing. I mean, I remember being in a board meeting um, before 
it got that bad. We already shut down, but it wasn't like you can't gather with people. It wasn't that bad yet. We had a board meeting and I sat there and cried because I just was feeling so overwhelmed, like everybody else. Like, how are we going to do this? And, it, you know, are we going to be able to do this? And what kind of impact is it going to be? And I just marvel, I still do, at the attitude and that goes especially for the people in education because i i actually have um asked i asked to be i, I never asked to be a part of a meeting i don't have to be in because there are so many that i do but i did ask uh dr sweezy who was our assistant superintendent of educational services and is now our new superintendent of school if i could listen to the ed services meetings because I felt like hearing everything, you know, all the input and all the collaboration would help me in my messaging. And I never once heard from your educational services team, we can't do that. I There's no way I can do that. I It won't happen. Everybody, regardless of what position they were in said, I'll do it, or I'll help do that. Um, and it just was amazing to me that nobody, and like, you know, I've said this to a few people, I don't know what happens when they went home and, you know, vented to their spouses, but <laughs> never did, did, was there gloom and doom in this district. And you mentioned the fact that you had so many plans that you never put in place because you couldn't, because, nope. because things changed on a dime. I had plans, you know, I had a, um, a reopening document ready to go last July. <laughs> yes. I, I, paid, I paid a graphic designer to put it together because at that time we thought this was gonna be relatively temporary. And of course, by the time it came to where we were able to open a hybrid, I had to start over. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so I went on a long, a long rant over there, over here. Um, but suffice it to say that the educational services team and you being a key member of that team have just been extraordinary. Thank you, Joan. Yes, it, it's an amazing team. And as you said, can do attitude. And we just chuckle about the number of plans we've had, you know, that's it is what it is. It's it's great, and hopefully one day we can take pieces of some of those and utilize them. But things change, and thank goodness we're we have kids back on campus at this time, and looking forward to them being back in August. And and then people say normalcy, right? I don't think we'll ever be um, back the way we were before. We've learned so much during this time, but it's going to be so exciting when we can have all students back on campus at the same time. Absolutely. And if you're just joining us, you're listening to Learn Something New Every Day on KGX and KWXY. And my guest is our new Assistant Superintendent of Educational Services, Dr. Simone Kovach. And as we're, um, now that you're leading the entire Ed Services team, what are your priorities right now as we prepare for the 2021 school year launch? 
Well, right now, and, and it's great that I am able to transition with Dr. Sweezy and it's, um, we have some time to do that and for me to really reflect on um, how to continue to build relationships with the team that I've worked with for the last four years and continuing our focus on, you know, returning students to school as we move forward with our um, commitment to equity as we continue our strive for student learning and achievement. What's so rewarding for me is I've been a part of that work and then can continue um, that with the team that I've worked with for so long, including being on cabinet with people I respect and um, who have been so supportive of me and my role I feel is to implement and support Dr. Sweezy's vision. And um, it's just exciting to do that. So right now it's, let's think about next year, getting students back on campus and then communicating what that vision is going to be to our principals and all staff in our district. Amen to that. And what do you say to the to our students and their parents who are concerned that their kids have maybe quote fallen behind? And who who, who even knows what that means? Um, because I don't know. I mean, maybe I, I'm not. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like I've become an educator over the past uh, twenty plus years, but I didn't start out that way. I my background is journalism, so I still look through the lens more of a community person and parent versus a quote educator. But I feel like the whole country and the whole world is in the same boat. So if anybody's behind, we're all behind, right? Yes, but, we're all in the same situation at this point. So uh -huh. will, will this school year, the beginning of this school year be different from a traditional school year because things were so different for the past year and a half? Well, really, if, if we're thinking about parents and, and their concerns about any type of instruction or the amount of instruction or additional supports that their children haven't had during this time, we're thinking about that as well. And we have been dialoguing about how strategic we're going to be when students are turning and looking at assessments that can identify where there are any possible learning gaps or if we have to accelerate. We are having conversations about that and really wanting to have some targeted efforts to support students, not just in academics, but in social emotional learning, getting them acclimated back on campus and really putting a focus on building those relationships with our students, continuing our how we've been building relationships with families because in some ways that communication is even better than it was before due to the situation that we're in. And um, we're just really working on alignment so that our students will benefit and that we can provide them what they need academically and social emotionally when they return and hoping that our parents trust that we have what's they're the best interests of their children at heart and we're going to do everything we can to support them in any way possible and to support our parents as we transition back to school 
And it and, can look different at every school site or in every classroom, right? right. But we're putting some um, structures and strategies in place for that. And, and prior, even prior to the pandemic, our district uh, focused a good amount of our LCAP funding based on the input that we received from staff and from our families on social emotional learning and the support that our kids need in that area by uh, each of our elementary schools has a counselor, a full-time counselor. And that is not um, typical uh, throughout the, the region, the state, the country. Um, elementary counselors, if there are any, they're usually shared and um, some schools don't have counselors at the elementary level at all. And we're recording this before our LCAP for our new LCAP is um, official, though by the time this airs, it will be. But from what I hear, um, we will likely even have some more support personnel in place for at least the next year so that we can help all of our kids through any struggles that they've had as a result of being isolated and, um, and other effects of the yes. pandemic. We definitely will have some additional supports in place for that. And, um, and exciting that we can offer that and in long-term, let's see if we continue that as well. But um, yes, definitely supporting our students' mental health and social emotional needs. Well, you know, because if you, if the kids don't have that kind of support, and a lot of them unfortunately don't have it at home, then they can't learn. So they're not going to be successful academically either. For those who think that you know, why is the school? Why are the schools getting involved in that aspect? That's what you you know. That's what parents are for. Unfortunately. Not every kid has that kind of support at home. And so, um, and every kid can benefit from additional support anyway. Even if, right? Yeah. Yes. And you know, for years we've talked about educating the whole child. Right. And we've used that term. But Joan, I truly feel now educators are even more aware of how important it is to meet the mental health needs or the social emotional needs of our students. And we now I really feel that we're in the place that we truly are educating the whole child because we have to take that into account. It's not just academics. Absolutely. And I'm sure that parents understand that more than ever too, as they've had to take on roles that oh, yes. <laughs> they didn't typically have to take on. I mean, from the beginning of this, Simone, like there were memes out there and there were there were kind of jokes going around about, you know, how parents, you know, took up drinking and, you know, like, and, and it was said in, in, you know, kind of tongue in cheek at first. And then it, it became so real because I think a lot of parents basically said, you know, you're taking my kid for six hours a day and I'm going to go work and they're yours and you need to, you know, do your thing and then I'll get them back. And they did not really appreciate everything that our, a teacher does do. And that um, they, it's very difficult for them to have to take on that role too, because it, it, you know, 
it, despite the fact that we were relatively successful in distance learning, no one's gonna argue the fact that it's not the same as being in person and that the parents certainly had to support their kids even more uh, because they were virtual. Yes, definitely. So definitely. I think that uh, one of the silver linings, and there always are silver linings, is, is the appreciation for educators and the uh, tremendous impact they have in, um, like you said, educating the whole child. So before we, um, before we leave, I wanted to give you an opportunity to, to do a little uh, reflection and also, um, what's the word, to the future. What are your goals in your new position? And what progress have you seen since you joined the Ed Services team and um, where we're going? Okay, well, as I reflect on my time here in Ed Services and hoping to continue um, some of the work that we've done, I have been the elementary um, director. And one thing that was so important for me was to align many of the trainings and services and support to school sites so that we can support teachers and impact student learning. And I spent quite a bit of time on campuses a part of trainings and PDs with teachers, not just for my regular visits with principals, but actually out there and listening to them and wanting to support them through some of the um, initiatives um, that we have put in place. And my goal is for educational services to continue that work, but really focus on an alignment from ECE to grade 12 and beyond, even looking at college and career readiness just alignments and being very strategic and purposeful in everything that we're asking teachers and school sites to do. That's my vision and my goal. And of course, ensuring that there's equity and inclusion out there for all of our students that we're serving so that they feel connected um, to their schools and, their, and, and the district and that we can provide them with everything that they need to be productive and to do anything that they can, they set their hearts and minds to and dream for. And um, that's my vision. And of course that changes over time, but it's always going to be about building capacity for teachers, administrators, and supporting students in any way possible. Well, that sounds like a extremely admirable and doable goal because we have uh, outstanding leadership and we have a, a great staff that basically, I mean, the creativity and the flexibility and the perseverance that we've seen during this, um, you know, mess that will, you know, I could call it way worse than a mess, but I mean, uh, you know, and, and they did it all with having to deal with their own personal challenges as well. You know, we had teachers who were teaching from their living rooms and then they had, you know, two kids who were in other rooms doing their own schoolwork. And yes. I you know, mm -hmm. can't imagine that. We can do anything, Joan, after this year. We can accomplish, I mean, the sky's the limit. 
we can accomplish anything with the exceptional staff that we have in this district. And uh, amen to that. And so glad to have you as part of our cabinet and leading our um, educational services team. They are phenomenal, each and every one of them. And, you know, again, I said this at the beginning of the show, no matter what their job title is, they're all, they're all in, you know, for anything that needs to be done. And I've never heard them say no. And I, it's just, it's heartwarming. And it's also um, very, you know, uh, our parents and our community trust our staff and our board of education. And they've shown that straight through. So we're grateful for that. And grateful to have you on our team. Looking forward to a great year. Thank you for everything that you do. And um, we will definitely have you back in a couple of months to give an update and uh, let us know how everything's going. That's great, Joan. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Our show airs each Sunday right here on KWXY and KGX. Our podcast is uploaded each week. Please subscribe by going to iTunes. Look for you learn something new. Press subscribe. Please tell all your friends to do the same. Thanks for listening. Thank you again, Jasmine and Myra, for your fabulous work. Thank you, Dr. Kovach, and we will see you next week. Thank you.